0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Buy the book on BFM 89.9.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Buy the Book. I'm Lee Chwilin, and joining me, as always, is my fellow, whether we like it or not, the Booker Prize is here, reader, Shyamila Ganesan. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, a little bit salty. Every year, (laughs) every year. So, we're not actually talking about the winner, because obviously the winner is not out yet. But what the Booker Prize did do was a weirdly charming quiz to let you know which of the long list would be perhaps, you know, up your alley or kind of fitted to your personality. If you'd like to do the quiz, you can find it on the Booker Prize website. Actually, it's it's there and you can answer their little questions and then they'll pick a book for you. So we did it and we are doing a sort of two for, two for one book club this month in which we are both talking about the two very different books that we got signed from the Booker Prize.
1: Yes. So if you, like us, sometimes feel a bit cynical about the Booker Prize, I thought that was how I felt. Here's a way to be drawn in against your will by the power of the internet. Because the which book from the Booker Prize 2023 long list should you read first quiz really, like Lynn said, is really cute. It, it really does that thing. Um, it allows you to share your your choice online. So all the plus points of social media, share them, right? And, and that's how I got drawn in into this whole process. Um, so my book that I got assigned was If I Survive You by Jonathan Escoffrey. And Lynn, yours, I believe,
0: was... Western Lane by Chitna Maru. So we're going to be talking about both of those books. Before we get there, though, just wanted to give a quick shout out to the other books that are within the long list. The short list is actually going to be announced on the 20th. On the 21st of September. Yeah, so uh, later this week. But the Booker's Dozen is what they call the 13 books that, that they <laughs> choose. And uh, so on the long list include, of course, uh, The House of Doors by Malaysia's own Tantwan Ng. Uh, there's also The Beasting in Ascension, Prophet Song, All the Little Bird Hearts, Pearl. This Other Eden How to Build a Boat Study for Obedience Old God's Time
1: and A Spell of Good Things alongside the two books that we've both read So I must say that having gone through this quiz and also there's there are a lot of interesting little asides that you can go on on the Booker Prize website this year including 13 Things You Need to Know about the Long List and so on So um, most of the books actually sound very interesting and like the type that I would love to read I was mildly surprised though that I managed to emerge with this particular book, Um, but kind of glad because it hit a lot of the things I was looking for. I didn't want something that was too long or maybe too, um, that required a little too much from me at this point in time. I also didn't necessarily want something that was set too far in the past. I wanted a contemporary read. And these are all questions that you do kind of answer well
0: they so I was going to say that uh, before we move away from the quiz as we should because frankly uh, it's best done cold it's quite fun yes. to experience the quiz. I enjoyed the fact that unlike some other quizzes where you know, you know, if you're if you're aiming... Like you can scam the system. Yeah, like if I want the answer to be Hermione Granger, <laughs> I can just say, well, yes, I do love reading books and uh, why, well, yes, I would consider myself rather rule-following. But in the case of this year, it, they ask you actually some rather out-there questions yes. um, and, and some answers that are strange. The only direct ones were things like, do you like long, short, or
1: medium books, you know. And so I picked short, hence why I got this Mm. one. Well, one of the reasons, I presume.
0: But then there are others like, what would you want for a main character? (laughs) A well-traveled
1: debonair person? (laughs) Or, you know, things like that. (laughs) Which friend would you most take book recommendations from? Which I thought was quite an interesting one. It's very cute. So anyways, would highly recommend doing the
0: quiz. But Sharmila, uh, you read If I Survive You by Jonathan Escoffery.
1: Tell us about it. So it centers around a Jamaican-American young man whose uh, name is Trelawney. Um, And what I found the most interesting about the book is that it is, in fact, a story of one family and this character told through eight shorter stories or eight vignettes. And they're each told from the points of views of multiple uh, different characters. Uh, Trelawney is the most, so he gets the bulk of it, but you also get his father, you get his brother. And... I'll get to perhaps how much I enjoyed the book later, but I think besides the structure, because it's told sort of out of non-linearly, I also really loved how well it used the second person point of view, which is not easy to get right. Um, The whole you are doing this, Mm -hmm. you are doing that. When you read, it can often be quite jarring and taunting, but the book sort of capitalises on that really well. It also, in fact, even uses uh, Jamaican patois uh, in one particular story. And I found that so interesting because when you first start reading it, you need to reread sentences over and over to understand. But as you go deeper into the story, it starts feeling very natural. And I thought that was a great example of how English uh, can and should evolve from the point of view of the reader as well as the writer.
0: So. The, the question that I have really is one about form and function, because the thing about novels that rely on, well, rely is a strong word, the, the thing about novels that have or that feature a play on format or a play on form in very particular ways, like this one, right, where it's a novel, but really it's vignettes or short stories that make up the novel. The, the question for me is always whether it is form of a function, where the the form
1: serves the function? Mm. This is actually the best and worst things about the book. Mm. Um, So the best thing about it is that right off the bat, the first two stories you get, one is about Trelawney um, and his his whole contending with race. Um, And the second one is about his dad in Jamaica and his contention with identity, right? Um, It works really well in those cases. But as the book goes on, you start getting a little bit of a sense that, oh, some of these stories are not necessarily working as well as the others. Some of them almost feel a little bit like they're there to fill out the book. And because there's no forward thrust in terms of a single narrative driving it, um, there were moments at which I was kind of hoping for the the excitement I felt in the beginning of the book rather than where we finally ended up. Um, I did want to say, though, that the form works really well, especially for the very first story, because it's all about Trelawney's struggles with being a mixed race or biracial. I can't even say young black man because that's actually the centre of his struggle. Is he black? Is he not? What is he? In fact, the what are you is the thesis that runs through the whole book. And I think the, the you of the second person um, really suits that point.
0: So without a narrative then, is it more of a mood piece or or is it more of a thesis? I, I mean, I guess this is the struggle of you know me not <laughs> having read the book, but because it sounds good. I mean, it sounds intriguing, but because you've got that book a long list thing hanging yes. over it, right? So the expectation is that it's going to be more than the sum of its parts. What you're telling me sounds a little bit like, on the one hand, a successful to a degree, collection of stories. It also sounds like kind of a thesis on race and identity. It also sounds like a play on format. So I think my question really is, what is the point?
1: There is a story, if it helps. There is a story. It's a story of this boy. Um, and they're told uh, at different points in his life, but also through different people in his life. I wish, actually, to your point, I almost wish, and this is a weird thing to say, um, I hope the writer is not listening. Um, I almost wish that it didn't end up on the book a long list because I think it puts a weird kind of expectation or pressure on a collection like this, on a book like this. It's not actually a collection because you're right that it almost feels simultaneously like you're expecting it to be a lot more than it is. And maybe if I didn't go in with that expectation, I would have enjoyed it a bit more.
0: This is a question that you can put to me later uh, yes. when I talk about my book, but one of the main, one of the most interesting questions that came up in the Booker quiz was, how do you want the book to make you feel? And there were a number of of possible answers, you know, whether it was, was anger part of it? I'm not sure. But there were a number of possible answers. I know what Mind I Blown was one of it. Right? Mind Blown yeah. was one of it.
1: What did you choose for that answer and did the book achieve it? I chose Mind Blown. Um, and? This book didn't achieve it. Um, but I will say that it got my mind knotted, which maybe is adjacent to Mind Blown because it made me think so much about how the struggle for identity can mean very different things if you if there isn't an identity that exists that you can neatly fit under. And that's one thing the book does really well. So you've been talking about If I Survive
0: You by Jonathan Escoffrey. Recommend or not? Definitely recommend. Okay. Uh, We are doing our Booker Prize long list mini double book club for <laughs> September um, in which we both read two books uh, two separate books from the Booker Prize 2023 long list um, and we're talking about them so again Sharmila read If I Survive You by Jonathan Escoffrey I read Chetna Maru's Western Lane which I will You know, come back and talk about. But let us know. Do you pay attention to the Booker Prize long list? Have you read any of the books that have made it this year? What do you think? You can WhatsApp 018 789 8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio.
1: Bloggers for Malaysia. BFM 89.9.
0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Buy the Book with Lynn and Sharmila. And today we are doing, it's an unwieldy title.
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> have a better made one. it needlessly unwieldy. Yeah, but maybe that's what book books do. <laughs> the Bakers, the baker's doesn't, the Bookers doesn't. The Bookers doesn't.
0: So we are talking today, firstly, about the Booker Prize long list, um, the 13 books that have been selected for that. Sharmila and I did a quiz, (laughs) an officially sanctioned quiz by the Booker Prize, and we both received two separate books to read and talk about. So that's what we're doing today. It's a kind of two-for-one book club um, with books on the long list. So my book, before I get to that, I got House of Doors like three times.
1: I know. And you know... (laughs) I was really amused because we've already done that discussion. We <laughs> we've done that discussion. We've um, had
0: a, an in-person event with Tuan Ying in which we talked about the book some more. And I was thinking, I it don't know. It interrupted
1: you. That's all I can say. Right. Yeah.
0: It's I, I tried shifting around answers, but <laughs> no. I think that the choice of Kazuo Ishiguro in one answer yes. was, was needlessly, you know, kind of bringing me down the garden path. But in the end, after... On my fourth attempt, um, I got Western Lane by Chetna Maru and I'm so happy I did. I really love this book. It is a story of an 11-year-old girl named Gopi who uh, at the start of the book, along with her sisters and her father, have just lost their mother. It's not clear how, um, but she's gone. And so the family in a state of grief are trying to cope. The father who's just known as Pa uh, finds I suppose some form of meaning and rhythm in bringing the girls to Western Lane which is a sports club down the road from their house in which they they dedicate themselves to the sport of squash um the you know it, it's something so I think that alone tells you a little bit about the ties of culture and uh, colonialism in some ways that can, tie immigrants to things that they've brought from home but that also came from the country that they now find themselves in. So it's all sorts of things like that. Anyways, the, the father in question starts to train the girls um, to play squash but it's only Gopi who picks it up. She develops a friendship that also perhaps is more than a friendship with another boy who plays at the club. But really the heart of the book is about how she uses Squash as a way of making sense of the world, of understanding people, of observing people around you deeply and anticipating how they're feeling and what they're going to do and using what she's learning on the court to navigate the messiness of grief because they're all grieving differently, the entire family. It's not just her, her sisters and her father, but in fact, um, her uncle and aunt who live further up in Edinburgh. Did I already say this is set in the UK? (laughs) I was actually going to ask you where, so probably ah, not. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So this is set Winston in London. Lane gave
1: me a little bit of a... Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so this is set in London. So it has that particular tone um, of Britishness, but also of an Indian family. An Indian family making their way in British society, but also among other people who continue to have their own expectations of how an Indian family in grief should behave, especially a father raising three
1: girls. So I have actually two questions. One is maybe a little shorter. You know my thing about reading books that are inherently about grief and how sometimes I need to prep myself and work myself up to it. Is it that kind of book? Uh,
0: I cried at the end Mm. of the book. I will say, and this is a criticism that I have seen other people make of this book, is that it starts, it's quite a slight book, it's a slight volume, but it starts really slow. So at the beginning, when when the girls first start going to the squash court, when Gopi starts finding meaning in the process, it's unclear necessarily how she's feeling. There's a little bit of a remove with her. There's a little bit of a a coldness, which I think people who have been through grief will understand actually Mm. to a point. And so the book in some ways, builds on a sporting rhythm in which it starts slow uh, and then it reaches a crescendo. There is actually a contest that the whole book heads up towards. So later on, it achieves a sporting story momentum, but at the start, it's slow. So the grief, in some ways, also
1: creeps up on you. Uh, okay, so the other question I have is... It has to do with the particularities of the Indian migrant in the UK story, right? Because at this point, we've gotten so many of them. And I'm not saying that we don't need any more of them. But I do sometimes get a sense of sameness from reading stories that tend to use these experiences at the centre of them. I was wondering whether this brings anything new to the table. So I think that um, particularity is a good
0: word because what I felt was the emptiness of the house. Mm. Um, and the and because this is all observed and it never shifts, it never ever shifts. This is all observed from the point of view of an 11-year-old in grief. Uh, what you get are different shades of understanding throughout the book. So she has certain... Um, constraints around her life her aunt for example disapproves so deeply of her playing squash disapproves so deeply of her having a male friend you know just cannot (laughs) understand these things Um, they're also surrounded to a degree by people from the um the Gujarati from the community center in their in the space where they live and their expectations again of well are those three girls running wild can a single man can a widowed man raise these three girls? but all of these things are observed from an 11-year-old it's very cinematic to be honest i i loved it like i said um and and it's observed from an 11-year-old watching how the adults relate to each other to her and to her
1: father i already kind of want to read it i
0: really loved it like <laughs> i said um i I was a little bit, look, everyone can have opinions. Uh, I was a little bit enraged when I went online and looked at its Goodreads rating, which I think is fundamentally unfair. It's below four. I don't understand. And and the criticisms, like I said, were primarily about why is this on the booker? Mm. Um, which I felt moved. So I felt like it had a right to be there. The language is not, the language is simple and spare. The, the prose is quite light it wears itself lightly but it was beautiful i i loved the story and I didn't
1: expect to feel all the feelings that I had so what did you say in the quiz you wanted to feel uh, mind-blown And did this blow your mind? So it's a tough ask. Mind blown is a lot to ask from a book. Yeah, I I think if anything, the quiz is (laughs) overpromising. I'm not sure. The quiz maybe blew my mind.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't know if mind blown is the right word. I felt a little bit heartbroken, but also a little bit healed. I thought that it was a great way to spend a couple of hours. I would like to reread it. I would recommend it to people. So maybe not mind blown, but certainly
1: a a very hearty recommendation and a very pleasant surprise. I just wanted to say, actually, because we didn't really discuss our books and our responses to it before the show, Mm. that listening to you um, and what I know about If I Survive You and even looking at the other books on the list, one thing that surprised me about this year's long list I mean, the shortlist might go in a different direction, is how many of the books are actually deceptively slight or simple mm. compared to what you might usually expect from a, a booker. A book list? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yes. So I was thinking about that because, again, one of the criticisms is that it's too slight, that this mm-hmm. is too slice of life, that it's too narrow and, and, and small. And, and I was thinking when did we become these people who you know who who or who thought that award winning novels or novels that are shortlisted or longlisted for awards necessarily had to be about a president or you know something world changing because i i loved western lane's intimacy i appreciated it for that i worry that the booker thing has imbued it a perhaps a weightiness that people
1: can't seem to get out of but like i said great. I enjoyed it. I also wonder how much of this is a reflection of the fact that people do want shorter reads, Uh, shorter reads that make more of an impact, right? Because if I think of um, Girl Woman Other, Bernadine Evaristo, that's not a huge book, but it certainly makes a huge mark. And I think that's not a bad direction to go in.
0: No, I think that there are a few other things with Western Lane though, and that have to do with firstly girlishness and I was whether thinking that yeah whether a girl a girl's experience um, is seen as as slight or you know is seen as not as worthy of depth. I think the other thing that throws people off is squash. So <laughs> I, I don't play squash, but I love sports and I love stories and reading about sports. So there's a lot about the rhythm of you know the ways in which Gopi thinks about the court, the relationship that she has with her father being different in the court than at home. Um, You know, how she thinks differently about opponents, how she anticipates them. There's all that stuff that I really enjoyed reading. And I believe that uh, Chaitanya Maru drew very heavily on the books of... um, Jahangir Khan, as well. He's practically a character in the book. So she, she drew heavily on his writings to kind of imbue it in, with that. So I think some people felt alienated by that, but I didn't. So you'd recommend it? Oh, oh, I mean, so wholeheartedly, yes. I think I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we have been talking today about the two books that we read and I guess mini review, mini book club um, yes. from the Booker long list of this year. Um, so again, the book that Shamila read is If I Survive You by Jonathan Escoffrey. Uh, the book that I read was Western Lane by Chetna Maru. Let us know, uh, have you read anything from this year's long list? Uh, have we convinced you that these two books are worth your time? You can WhatsApp 18 and tweet us at BFM Radio, write to us at buythebook at bfm.my. And that brings us to footnotes where we have a short discussion about what brought us here today in the first place, <laughs> which is which is the fact that book quizzes
1: are a dime a dozen. And frankly, they're very fun. They really are fun, aren't they? I mean, and the fact that the Booker Prize had decided to go down this route. Um, Look, to be fair, I don't know whether this is the first time. It's certainly the first time I've come across it. Um, And I came across it because people kept sharing on social media. Here's the book I should read from the Booker Prize long list. It's really fun because, at least for me, Sometimes I want to read something new and I'm not sure what direction to go, what to read. There's so many books out at any given time that something like a quiz helps you. Um, It's a little time waster that also results in giving you something to read. So I quite quite like that. So... That's
0: one version of what a quiz does for you, right? That it helps you narrow things down. And in this case, it was very helpful for both of us because we really wanted to put this show together. We're always trying to look for ways to talk about the bookers without without waiting for just the
1: winner. And also, I love the... I'm sorry, I love the show, but I'm not going to read 13 books in a month. Not not just for one show, (laughs) It's what I mean. (laughs) So anyways, we really wanted to do this.
0: And so... In that sense, the quiz was very practical, right? It helps you say, listen, this is who you are. This is the book. But the this is who you are is the other part of book quizzes, is it not? It's the ability to say, why, yes, I am
1: Louisa May Alcott's (laughs) Little Women. I was going to say Anne of Green Gable, so yes. Do you get annoyed when you get something that isn't quite you? Like, if suddenly it's like Ulysses is what you're always meant to read, would that upset you?
0: No, I, I just think um, I feel relieved that the internet doesn't know me that well yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think to myself, okay, great, you know, there's still something that I have. Sometimes um, if I'm fragile, it may send me down a separate spiral of, oh, Maybe that is who I am. Maybe James Joyce is the direction I should be heading in.
1: But no, it doesn't make me mad. Have you done the the other version of the book quiz, the one that can shame you sometimes, which is, take all the books you've read. How many of the best books of the last century have you read? Shavila, how many book quizzes do you do? I, I apparently do a lot of them as I'm talking about. Yeah, because I've not done I, that. I've seen people share them and sometimes I just get curious. <laughs> and they're again, they're a good time waster. They give me ideas.
0: Well, I actually... I think. Uh, I don't do them that much, clearly. (laughs) But I think that there is something to be said about how they help people read more Mm -hmm. uh, because anything that makes reading feel more accessible, and it's why something like BookTok, despite the fact that there are issues with it and that the books that are recommended on TikTok perhaps aren't always the best reads, they're just the trendiest. But I think anything that makes reading more accessible is broadly a good thing. And in this age of... Elon Musk's internet, Uh, you know, something like a book quiz does go a long way towards getting people to go, huh, okay, maybe I should pick that up.
1: Because it's that nexus of accessibility, interactivity and personalising, right? Mm. The trifecta of things that people love about doing things on the internet, only because it's about books. Well, yes. Um, And so that is our little
0: book quiz discussion. (laughs) Uh, We'd like to know, we clearly quite enjoy them but uh, how do you feel about these book quizzes these which book are you which book should you read type moves Um, are they things that you do do you have fun with them you can whatsapp 018-789-8899 tweet us at bfm radio and of course you can always write to us at buythebook at bfm.my